Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Thursday and happy start of free agency. Hours away as we start this podcast from the Cubs officially being able to sign free agents should they want to, and we hope they do. Cody Del Mendo. Ryan Herrera, Luke Stuckmeyer, that's Cody underscore CHGO, Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera, and just at Luke Stuckmeyer. We got, um, we got Jack Brown and Jeff in, my, in the chat right now. Yeah. Sup, Jeff? Let's get going. Cody, I feel Howdy. like you should be nervous. I expected you to have some sort of sweats and not from the scooter ride over here. Four o'clock central time, you can start signing free agents. And we've had everything from reports of – John Heyman saying they're going to be the most active team in baseball this offseason. To Jesse Rogers on ESPN 1000 yesterday saying that if he had to wager his own money on the offseason will look a lot like last year's offseason or be a big splash offseason, he's leaning more towards last season. Can I quickly pause you guys before you answer that? Ryan. Could you please turn on the beautiful CHGO neon sign? Oh, yeah, you want There's this? There's a little button right there in the middle. I got it. Ah. Ooh, yeah. yeah Let there be light, Chef's just kiss. like the Wrigley lights. That's there it is. Kiss. Thank you. Is that light. LED? I do think they, it is. Do we have oh, yeah. to like yeah. do a helicopter to put that no. under the table? <laughs> Energy-saving <laughs> so, LED from ComEd right there. What did, what did you, John Heyman said the Cubs are going to be the most uh, active team? Active yeah, team. So, uh, the video was John Morosi interviewing uh, John Heyman and uh, I think it was Joel Sherman. Joel Sherman, yeah. Um And basically just asking who they think is going to be the most active team this offseason. Sherman said San Francisco, which I could see, but, um, you know, John Heyman agreed but also said the Cubs are going to be up there too. Um, I mean, it's something that we've all kind of – it should be the expectation. They have a lot of money to spend, a lot of holes to fill. Um, you know, they have – but I guess the, the part that makes it more – makes me more confident that they will spend money on the free agents now is that the depth they've built up is all, like, young minor leaguers who yeah. will be cheap for years, right? Like, when P. Carl Armstrong comes up, that's, like, six years of control. Brennan Davis, Canary, all those guys, same thing. That's six years of relatively cheap control. So if you, buy, if, you, if you go out and buy free agents now, when you do have to supplement them because of injuries or ineffectiveness, whatever it is, you got a bunch of minor leaguers that are going to come up and and should play very well, but also be really cheap. So this feels like an off season where the Cubs, 
I, like it, I've heard the, the the word crossroads kind of thrown around, and it kind of makes sense. Like it is, it's, it's an off season that they should maybe don't go all completely in to try to win the World Series next year, but you should plug up some of those holes that you know are going to make you uncompetitive or more less competitive than you want to be. Agreed. Jack Brown saying that Jeff Passan said the Cubs will be one of the ten big spenders on the off season. Now that's slightly different than the Heyman thing, which reads. They're going to be one of the most active teams this offseason. and you can also play, makes me feel better. But you can play on. You can play on words. Jeff Passan saying he can it. play on. Heyman can play on words with that either way, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are being active. They're we're hearing reports of they're talking to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they've already they're talking to Abreu today. They talked to Boris, who is Correa and and Bogarts. That we know everyone. they're going. Yeah, <laughs> Rodon, Mancini, Rodon, like going on down the list. I hope they're covering all their bases and talking to all those guys, but that doesn't mean they're going to sign them. Now, active could just mean, yes, they've been very active at the GM meetings, mm-hmm. doing their due diligence, talking to guys, seeing what's out there. Mm-hmm. I'll consider them active when I see free agents signed and saying Chicago Cub next to the guy's name and someone holding up a jersey. That's, that's what I consider active. Just, Absolutely. Just chit-chatting in the bar at the GM meetings in Vegas with a couple of Bud Lights or whatever – that that's not active. That's just having a beer in a bar. I mean, that sounds me. fun though. I wish well, I was sure. doing. Sounds not. like a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um. Some someone I can't remember who it was made a good point. Oh, uh, Ken. He said Cubs were in the top ten in spending last year, which is true. Yeah, but they spent. Um, but they spent money on. A but nobody wants to be top ten either. Top well, five. Well, top that, three. Well, that's the thing is like you could say top ten and they could spend. I mean, they spent money on say uh, and Stroman. And when Jed talks about intelligent spending, those are, Gomes, those are two things. Those are two things you can point at. But then they also spend a lot of money on like you know band aids, pretty much like you know Wade, Wade Miley and Drew Smiley. If they don't come back, they are one year guys. Um, some money on on uh, veteran relievers, and they spent a lot of money, but it, it didn't make them any more competitive. So to say they're going to be in the top ten, they have to do that well. They they have to spend that money that they're going out there. That that has to be going towards guys who are actually going to help them win. It can't just be another stopgap, right. uh, plug, plug, plug them and play them because you don't really have much else and you're just trying to see what, what you have this season. Like, <laughs> next season can't be like that anymore. So how about this? I know how Michael Collada would answer this question, but if you had to guess right also, now. So they were 14th in spending, I think, by the way. They weren't top 10, but they were, they were top half. They were in there. They were top, top half. 15, um, there you go. If Thank you me. had to put your own money on it on DraftKings, Cody Ryan, and you had to bet that the Cubs would be more like the Rangers last year, $500 million for like three players, or more like the Cubs were last season with Stroman and Saya and some other fill-in-the-guys in the bullpen, Jan Gomes. Which, which side would you lean toward? The $500 million or the... Uh, they, they, they did spend money, but they didn't add any superstars. I would, lo- I would lean to... I mean, I don't know about $500 million, but I would lean that they're going to do something like what the Rangers did last year in terms of spending money, at least. That's what I lean to. And if they don't? If they don't, then I'll be outside the marquee <laughs> with, with a big picket fence sign or whatever. Um, that's, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> along with the rest of Cubs Twitter. Because he's serious. Uh, well, you know, I've gone over the reasonings before. I mean, someone in the comments said earlier already in the show, you know, lowest ticket sales since 1997, marquee ratings down. Like, that, those are two reasons alone. And if you really want to go back to what things that Jed Hoyer has said, 
after the deadline in 2021, he said that this rebuild wasn't going to be like 2012, 2013, 2014. So we've, we've, we got this year or this past mm-hmm. season, that's, that's one year where, you know, they were exploring or retooling or whatever, revamping the roster. No one had high hopes about this year. Everyone was like, if everything went right, maybe they could be in the wild card chase. Not everything went right. So if Jed, if Jed still feels like this isn't going to be a three-year rebuild, then the Cubs need to spend some money this, this offseason. Like, that's like those three, those three reasons. What Jed said after the 2021 trade deadline and the two other reasons with the, the ticket sales being down and marquee being down. How about what the Fish Slayer is saying on the chat on YouTube? His dream offseason would be Abreu at first, probably with Mash Mervis, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Turner or Correa at short, and Sanga as the front line or addition to the rotation. Would that make you happy this offseason if they were able to pull that off? I and I, be- as a Cubs fan, I would say yes, just based solely on Correa or Turner. Yeah, Because then yeah. you're spending big bucks. Although Absolutely. Turner has been, according to John Morosi, the top suitor is now Phillies. the Phillies. Are you yeah. kidding me? How much money do they have? Yeah. Well, their farm system stinks, so they have to continue to spend yeah. money. It's, oh just, it's, just, it's just another example of, like, when you get to free agency and you can have all these, like, oh, Cubs should be in on this guy, should be in on this guy. Should be. There are 29 other teams. Like, there are going to be suitors for every free agent out there. And the Cubs, and, and we've kind of seen where, you know, again, intelligent spending, and there was a quote, I think it was, I forgot who put the quote out there. It might have been Scott Boris talking about, or whoever it was, talking about basically, like, if you are rational about, Free, you're rational about every free agent. You're gonna finish third for every free agent, whatever. I don't, I don't know who put the quote out there, but I saw it on Twitter, um, and it's just kind of funny to me because if the Cubs aren't like, if the Cubs, they may have to get into, like, and in, in, into what's it called, big battles, right? To the, the yeah, bidding one wars. Up, bidding wars. There bidding you go. Wars. Bidding wars. They may get into bidding wars for some of these guys they want, and if they're not willing to be at the top by the end of it, they might lose out on on you know Correa and Turner and. Bogarts and Swanson, if he ends up leaving Atlanta, like it, 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 it may come down to bidding wars. And if the Cubs are not interested in winning those bidding wars, then you you, you kind of lose the off season. Yeah, for some of these guys at least. Um, someone in the chat's asking. I think it's RWB team. Yeah, the, the person who started calling Luke Steve. Shout oh out to man, you. throwback. Uh, yeah, throwback. If you know, you know. He says, <laughs> "Would you guys call it a fail if the Cubs don't sign one of the top shortstops?" Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, would be an absolute fail. Unless. An absolute fail. No, there is no one. Well, there, 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 well, there, there, there are two unlesses. There are two I doubt it. And if they, got, if they right traded now. for Shohei. Well, there's one. Or if they signed Judge. Okay. Well, well, or if they went pitcher heavy and got you DeGrom and Verlander. Fine. Well, I'm going to okay, go out right? and be, there, there are possibilities, but 99% of the yeah, possibility the, would be yes, it would be a fail. I'm going to say yeah. my unless is it comes out later on reports are that the Cubs were the highest bidder for any of those guys, and then they just didn't want to come to Chicago, then that's a different indictment on the team, not that they weren't spending money. That's a different indictment on guys not wanting to be Cubs. Right. That's a whole different story. If that, and then I if guess. that were to happen, then the problem is then they should have way overbid on one of the guys to lock up Correa or Turner and say, okay, we're giving you $30 million more than these other teams will, and you're going to be the Lester to draw in other players that we want. Yeah. 
Yeah, I but I, I think it does. I, I, there's a lot laying on those. There are. No, that, you, that, you, those you, men, you mentioned Judge. The Cubs haven't been linked to Judge at no. all. No, no, no. Degrom and Rodon. It looks like the Rangers are going kicking the tires on those guys. As those far guys, as rumors yeah. today, like if one of those four shortstops are the only thing truly that has been linked to the Cubs all year, and if they don't get one of them, I'm gonna be outside the marquee. Rioting. You mean I like swear when everybody I, thought I, Bryce Harper was coming here? Because if they end up with no one, a, really thought that was going to happen. Oh did. no, people did. <laughs> For sure, he did. his dog Wrigley. <laughs> uh, like uh, Abreu. Let's let's throw out a, a scenario. Abreu at first. Okay, maybe Kiermaier in center, and Senga is the pitcher they add. Are you mad about Kier, the offseason? Kier, Kiermaier, Abreu, Kiermaier, and Senga. Yeah. Abreu, Kiermaier, I'm frustrated and because it I, feels like last offseason. I would say frustration. It would be very similar to last It wouldn't be the worst thing to happen, be, yeah, but it would be better. Be, I would be very frustrated. It would be it would be a good offseason as far as just like kind of plugging some of the holes again, but you're not locking down one of those superstars and, at that point, and that's where it's like that. Uh, that's where I think the frustration would come is like they could have yeah. they they should have done more. You know, there were other guys out there that they could have gotten, and yeah, do they probably make intelligent deals? I mean, again, it's it's like getting. It's like 2022, like getting Saya and getting Marcus Strome, which are good deals and should work out, but you're not bringing in superstar players right. that you have a, like a proven track record of being superstars. You can say Abreu is that guy, but Abreu's older and, and he didn't a have a great term. year last year. I also he, don't, a really good all, year. But. I also don't know why Abreu would want to come to the Cubs if, if they ended up with just that, unless he genuinely stability. just cares more about living in Chicago than yeah, winning. In the city, maybe. Hey, I got to tell you, I hate moving. It's the worst. Yeah. So yeah, but I, he like you. I thought yeah. probably you would think the guy would want to be anyway. on a winning team. Luke's been all, Luke's been all over the country. He knows what it's like to move. Yeah, it's not fun. I get it. Like <laughs> I, I, I've, I've moved a lot too. I've moved a lot too. But I also, I'm not a professional baseball player, and I don't make millions of dollars. And like, does oh, right. I feel yeah, like they, they, ask, they have yeah. movers, don't they? they, they, yeah. they don't. But, uh, but at that point, it's also <laughs> and also doesn't he care about his legacy just a little bit? Is is not boxing up the drawer? Is Abreu going to get more money elsewhere than he is? Probably gonna get from the Cubs. Like, is he gonna? Is he gonna get? He was just willing to go live in Minnesota. Is he gonna get ten million dollars more? I was watching watching MLB Network last night, and one of the guys on their broadcast said that Abreu would be a great fit with the Marlins. They have all kinds of money. I know that they don't. They don't spend money, but like, they need offense. Like, he actually make. Well, how is that any different than going to the Cubs then? That team definitely well, is at, is at a better spot than the Cubs right but now. The Cubs have a lot more money to spend. Like they have, you're right. The like they, you're they right. Could easily but be, they would have to offer again, them more they, money. They could be a playoff team next year. I I I don't. I mean, he's gonna be a good fit with a lot of teams. It is my opinion. Jose Abreu, just the leadership. I just don't that think if, if if Abreu signs, say say Abreu is the first one they sign. Uh, as soon as free agency starts, but then the, the Cubs. Don't do much to improve the roster, like and and do exactly that. Like I don't know how he feels about going into next season now, and may, he probably might even regret it. Like I I don't know. Like I just feel like he would only sign with the Cubs if like they convince him that they're they're trying to like really be a playoff team next year. Yeah, like and, even and sure. I'm sorry, yeah. Senga and Kiermaier and him just don't move the needle. No, they make them better. I, I guess that still might make. It, that might make them a guys, wild card team, maybe. If your young guys continue to trend, right? right. Mm-hmm. And Nervaez or somebody is your catcher, whatever, and maybe Smiley comes back with Senga, you've made the team good enough to probably hang around for a wild card spot if everything goes right in the season. 
but it's not it's not what the fan base is looking for after no. after rebuild time and not having star players. They are looking for a superstar if, player to cheer for. If Christian Hernandez was ready next year or in two years, maybe. Like, maybe yeah. I could get over it. But Christian Hernandez is not going to be ready well, at least he, until 2025. Did he play? He played in, in like, rookie A-ball? ball this he year. He didn't play A-ball this year, He didn't year, even right? play Myrtle no, Beach this year. It wasn't he's, like, the leap a number that, three prospect. Yeah. yeah, I read that it wasn't the leap that some people were maybe yeah. hoping for this season. Yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't... Not yeah. that it was bad. It just he's like wasn't 18 years old, 19. It's yeah. not like he's Bryce Harper going to be up here and at 19, you know what I mean? Like, the guy will probably be at Myrtle Beach next yeah. year, and he'll probably spend the entire year there unless he's like PCA and just blows us, blows everyone out of their minds. And, and you also cannot, like, while everybody is saying, um, say a Suzuki will certainly in year two in the same country and in Major League Baseball and be more comfortable in the things they're confident – He's going to work on this offseason. You can't bank on Seiya Suzuki going from good guy to great great superstar no. right fielder who's an all-star. Like, that's a leap. That's a You're, huge leap. It, it's a huge leap. And so, However, they are paying him to, to potentially be someone like that. So, like, I think there's some give and take with that. Like, we should expect... And the Cubs should expect Seiya to get to perhaps yeah. an all-star level type outfielder. And one of the they're thing- paying him to be someone yeah. like that. One of the Better. things the front yeah, office always says is like development's not linear, and that comes with a guy coming from Japan and you know being a pretty much a 27 year old rookie in major leagues for the first time. And you saw it last year how you know his his his, his uh, ups and downs in 2022. But if you start seeing like a, a consistently upward trajectory for Seiya. Like you, you can have some confidence that he'll eventually, you know, hopefully not too late, but will reach that kind of all-star caliber player. But you need to see it, like right off the bat, mm-hmm. you need to see him like keep trending up, keep, maybe have a little dip in there, but for the most part, trending up because yeah, like you said, you pay, you paid him, you basically paid a hundred million dollars to get him to Chicago when you take the posting fee into account. So he eventually and needs I, to. I think be all that, that signs point player. to him being able to be that. I mean, yeah. he went through those struggles, but then was able to adjust. Oh, his his and he September ended the season was great. really great, right? Like, September was great. I'm, October. I get what you're saying, Luke, but at the same time, when you're paying a guy that like, I don't care if he's from Japan, Korea, wherever. Like, if you're paying a guy that kind of money, he's from the U.S. He's gotta. He's gotta be. He's gotta be better than just. A serviceable player. I think they're hoping it. I'm just saying I you can't necessarily bank your whole season no. on him being your big power. No, 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 no. For sure. For or Nico sure. having 10 more home runs than he did this season. I like the idea of Kiermaier in center waiting for Brendan Davis. And I do like the idea of Abreu at first with Matt Mervis. Um, and I, I do like the idea of Senga, all these things. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't be focused on a big-name ticket. Like... They should be focused on a big name yeah. ticket. It, w- will we be happier doing more post games with with games that they win if they add Abreu and Kiermaier and Senga and Narvaez at catcher, whoever you know, whoever it might be? Yes, but is it going to be a team that you're going to be amped like? Can they take a World Series leap in the next year or two? No, like you're still going to need star players that you're going to have to pay for it. you're not not every one of those prospects is going to enter the major leagues and either a make it or b be chris bryant in season number one where he's like you know that just doesn't happen right so now you're pushing the window even further back on this mm-hmm. eventually they're going to have to pay a big name ticket 
that is not on the farm system right now. And if it's not this year, I just don't know when it is. I'm not saying spend wrong money on a pitcher that you're concerned about or a player. Pick the right guy. But whether it's Turner or Correa or Bogarts, Bogarts, one of those three, go do it. You know, I, you, you, you also can't bank on Shohei yeah. Otani being a free agent. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to be able to give whatever amount of money you're just holding out for him. So, like, so well, especially now that if, like, the Angels are serious about, like, not trading him, which, again, I don't believe. But if they don't trade him, then, like, if we get to March and he's still – an angel, then I'm going to fully expect that they're going to pay him because going to yeah. the deadline with just with him with a pin, being a pending free agent, I just think that's just incredibly bad business by them, like a complete yeah. like disaster of how they handled the situation. Yeah, I see. Say will be fine next year. I'm not saying Say won't be fine. I think Say is going to be better. I'm just saying if you're counting on him to be your superstar, yeah. that would be a mistake. Like, that would yes. be a, a that's huge, like going that would be into a huge like, leap of faith. That's like on. going into next season and only get and only having Matt Mervis at first base. Like there are a lot of people have been in my mentions telling me that don't need to get a Brayu. We don't need to get this guy or that that guy. Like we have Matt Mervis. Give him a shot. It's like, well, the dude's gonna be a rookie. He'll get a shot, and, and it, he's gonna get a shot. There's yes. a thing called a DH. Like there's there's. He's not going to lose his chance. You just need you need a veteran there for sure. You need someone that if the rookie struggles off the bat, you're not like, well, shit, what do we do now? Yeah, right. Who like, else do we have? Can, do like, we, can Rivas come back and play? Yeah, I mean, like, don't be don't be as dumb as the White Sox no. sound like they're about to be, trying to figure out. They're they're hoping that guys are just going to magically gel next year with a new manager and it's going to fix everything and everybody's going to have career years and it's all going to work and they're not going to spend on a free a big name free agent. They made the mistake last year. Look at the White Sox. They went and put Pollock in right field. Did it work? No. Go spend money. At least one of the guys they get better be a big-name ticket. Absolutely. I'm not happy with a bunch of BB-plus guys being added. I know it'll make the team better, but I want to see an Uh A-lister coming in this offseason. Here's a a quote. like Just kind of all this talk reminded me of it. Um, from Jed's end-of-season presser. Actually, Eugene McIntosh, who we had on the show yesterday, um, asked the question just kind of about, you know, uh, building depth and, and fitting the right pieces in, but also the star power of guys like Bryce Harper, Machado, Juan Soto. So where – basically the question was where does, you know, star power fit on this, on the priority list this offseason, adding star power. Um, and Jed's answer – you know, kind of a typical Jet answer. Uh, I think it's a question that comes down to timing. You want to make sure that you add those players at the right time to the organization, and we have to make those decisions. There's no question that those caliber players can certainly swing a playoff series or make the difference in a couple of games to make the playoffs or not make the playoffs, but you have to make sure you sign those players at the right time. It's not so in-depth and in-detail, but it kind of fits to the point where when we look at it, this is that kind of right time, right? They have for at least one, right? Yeah, for at least at least one superstar. Where you have, you you took this last season. You knew if everything fell in the right place, you might make the playoffs. Obviously, it didn't. But then you had the opportunity to see what do you have in a lot of these younger players or guys that are under team control for a few more years. You got the answer with Nico. You kind of got the answer with Ian Happ. You know, the future's still murky with him. But if they do decide to extend him. Um, I, I think you can be confident that he's figured those things out and he can be mm-hmm. uh, a, at least a near all-star level player for a few more years. Um, Saya started to answer some of those. Keegan, you at least know he's going to be a really good reliever. 
uh, Justin Steele yeah. answered some of those. So you, good you, things, you all good things. You found answers with some of those guys where, okay, now not all nine positions are question marks anymore. Not all, you know, most of the, the starting rotation and most of the bullpen are question marks anymore. You got answers there in, in some form. So in this offseason, when you have fewer holes to plug and you know the other ones are filled with a lot of guys who aren't going to cost you that much money, why not go out and, and take a little extra of that money and use it for a free agent that can help you win next year but can also help you win for a few more years down the road. I've seen Cubs Twitter and this chat, a lot of people saying you have to have an ace and you have to have superstar shortstop come and you better get one of the top guys in center field. And I I feel like I'm being realistic. Like I'm, I'm being the realistic one saying, okay, give me the star shortstop or give me the ace and mm-hmm. the guys to fill the holes. I'm not asking them to, to, to sign the three biggest guys in free agency this offseason. I'm not even saying, like, you need Turner and Bogarts. No. Like, to me, that's not even realistic. But having one of these big-name ticket guys and then a couple other Dexter Fowlers, if you will, like Kiermaier could be their Dexter Fowler. I, like, I'm okay with that. Or maybe Abreu's the short-term answer yeah. for a couple seasons – at first base until Mervis can take it over, and then just like Dexter Fowler left, Abreu will leave. That's the whole point. It's like you're not signing Jose Abreu to a four- or five-year contract to be your first baseman for a competitive window. You're signing him to be a good veteran presence, still a good player for a couple of years, hopefully, while Matt Mervis acclimates to the game. And then, honestly, if if Abreu, give him two years, he's going to be 38, wants to come back and just you know be be maybe a DH, bench role kind of thing. And he's still serviceable. Like that's yeah. not a bad thing either. No. So, but at that point, it's like you are better transitioning this team from Jose Abreu to Matt Mervis. And you, I mean, Kevin Kiermaier, same way. If the, if the Cubs went out and got him, I know the Rays just declined the option on him. Um, he wasn't healthy last year, but he, you know, he's a steady defensive glove. You hope he's in better health. You're not signing him for four or five years. You're signing him for a year, maybe two. While you know, you kind of you, you can you can uh, kick the brakes on. Brennan Davis and Canario, let them you know get better and healthy in the minor leagues, or you can just spend the year with Kiermaier while you know hopefully Pico Armstrong is up next year. Right, like, these are all different things right. that are just like yeah, they're kind of stopgap options, but they're good options to at least take a swing on while you wait for some of these other guys to fully acclimate themselves to the big leagues. I think that's the whole that's the whole main thing of why guys like you mentioned Dexter Fowler and Miguel Montero were so good at the time. Yeah. Because they weren't expected to be leaders for the future. They're expected to help them win now. Jan Gomes, they already have one of those yeah, guys, right? right? And Darius is asking the question that we've kind of asked for over a year now, that is if they get one of these big ticket free agents at shortstop, does Nico move to second base? And Darius, I would just say, I hope we have to answer that question. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're an hour and a half away, or yeah, two hours away from the Cubs being able to sign their first free agent if they want to, and I'm starting to get a little itchy. I'm getting a little itchy that, like, this could be last year and just be a little too a, a little too vanilla with sprinkles yeah. instead of vanilla with hot, cho- hot chocolate and caramel and sprinkles and some whipped cream on top. Like, that's what I want. I don't, I don't want just a little vanilla ice cream with, with some few sprinkles thrown on it. I want the hot fudge, the caramel. And I, I want the topping on it as yeah. well. Well, last year was also so disappointing because, you know, is kind of when they refused to call it a rebuild, right? Yeah, they refused sure. to call it a rebuild, and so, like, okay, then it's more of a retool. Like, they trade all these guys, and they're going to go out and get a bunch of free agents to replace them, and it's going to be a quick turnaround. 
and they didn't do that. Again, they signed Saya, they signed Stroman, which are good signings, but they didn't do the the superstar bringing a bunch of players and let's let's run this thing back. Uh, that I think why it was so disappointing last year. I think by now people are fine with the fact that it was a rebuild, but now you're seeing a point where th- this offseason could speed that rebuild up by over a year. Yes, and they could, because could be competitive again by next year, which. In May, no one really thought that was possible. And two of you, two of so, your bigger prospects have had serious injuries yeah. in the last year, and that's going to slow the process exactly. potentially a little bit, and even the trade process. And I see Bellinger coming up, but Sean was one person to put him in there. As like, Scoop did. Yeah, a lot Bellinger. of people saying Bellinger would be okay for a year, and I saw that uh, a couple reports saying uh, from the Dodgers side of it that it sounds like Andrew Friedman wants to bring him back. So maybe Bellinger's not going to be an option. Maybe they do hang on to him. So, again, that's why they're currently lining up conversations at the GM meetings with lots and lots of people. That's, that's why you see them taking conversations with almost everybody that's been listed. That's great. I just didn't like seeing that Turner's number one destination might now might be the Phillies, and I was like, Geez, now you're throwing the <laughs> Phillies into the mix. Okay, so, so, all that money. so does that mean the Dodgers are going to get Correa because they're going to they're going to outspend everybody, <laughs> and, then, and then Bogarts is just going to stay in Boston, and then what happens? We have Corey's tweet up there. Uh, my official stance on the Cubs offseason before free agency begins is as follows: I would like for the Cubs to sign good baseball players instead of bad ones. <laughs> yes, but, uh, but but how <laughs> many go. and how good? Yeah, right. Like how yeah. many and how good? Because uh, I don't think. Bellinger and Abreu and Senga some, pushes the needle enough. Some interesting other news that dropped the last half hour while we've been doing this podcast. Um, John Heyman tweeted that the Mets decide to not extend the qualifying offer to Taiwan Walker, starting pitcher. I'd be the interested. Mets are not? They're not. Oh, okay. I, I would be interested. And I've been a – I wouldn't say I'm a giant fan of the guy, but he was someone that when the Cubs traded you, Darvish – I was like, okay, I'm not going to overreact to this like all of Cubs Twitter did because I was like, maybe the Cubs will sign him. And the Mets got him for three years, $30 million. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's really solid for them these past couple years, 150 innings uh, pitched both years. He had a two-and-a-half uh, F4 last year. Average fastball velocity is around 93, 3.49 ERA, uh, 3.65 FIP. He had 29 starts this year, 29 starts last year. I mean, there's a lot to like there. I think he's more of like your middle of the rotation guy. So maybe like if Sanga doesn't work out. Yeah. I, I Would I, you I, rather have him than Sanga just because you've seen him do it at the major league level? Yeah, I mean, I, I would rather have him honestly than Sanga just because then you don't have to go through that whole transition. Mm-hmm. Now, Sanga might have the better stuff. Like they, the people in Japan said that he hit 101 this year. And, and again, he's also dealt, and dealt a lot of stuff this year, too. Right. If he helps bring Shohei in a year, that then, True, then. true. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> I, all I, think, I think Walker, I want Shohei here I think sure. Walker could be, uh, you know, a, a solid addition. And he's only 29. So it's not like you're getting a guy who's, yeah. like, 32, like we were talking about Corey Kluber yesterday, he's, right? He's even older than that, I think. Is he, like, 34 or something like that? Yeah, yeah. He, so, yeah. I don't know. I'm just – I don't even know if the Cubs are interested. That I've never seen them even, like – there's no rumor. Yeah. It just it was a tweet that John Heyman just sent out saying that the, was, that the Mets are not extending the qualifying offer to him. So if the Cubs did try to sign him, then they wouldn't even have to give up a draft pick for him. Is he a Boris guy? I think he's a Boris guy. Uh, Who's that? Uh, uh, Tyson's mm-hmm. first name. 
Taiwan. Is it Taiwan? Whatever. Taiwan, Taiwan. However you say it, but I think he's a Boris guy, but I know. Isn't that a Lannister? It might be a Lannister, yes. <laughs> Tywin. Uh, um, but it's like, it's when you look at all these guys, and I, I the Cubs have to be kicking the tires on pretty much all of them. So when you see that Walker is going to be a free agent, the Cubs are, are probably going to inquire about him uh, because that's, again, the level of pitcher that they – that's not Carlos Rodon, Jacob deGrom level, uh, but that's a level of pitcher that they could, that they could afford and they probably need. Um, you know yeah. that that kind of like B plus ish range, B yeah. B B plus range of of pitcher, and the Cubs could Strom- use another Stroman one. level. Yeah, Stroman level. Put two two of those guys on there. You if you end up with, I, mean, I guess the the closer we get to free agency, the less it seems like the Cubs will be getting one of those Rodon to Grom level guys. But if you go Stroman, you go Walker, Steele, like that's a good top three. And then you try yeah. to you try to fill out your four and five. With better, you know, maybe guys that are a little closer to three level than what your typical four or five would be. It's just, it's speaking of, it's just where they're at right now. Speaking of qualifying offers or non-tendering contracts, like we kind of mentioned Bellinger earlier. What did Andrew Friedman say about him? It's just that he made some comments about him, and a lot of the Dodger reports were that people are starting to believe that it seems more likely that they they want to keep him around. Like they've seen his upside. They're hoping. That they they would likely continue to roll with it. We'll, we'll Honestly, see. We're gonna I think find it's out. It's a smart move, but I just think that I think they're stupid if they let him just go. Yeah, right, for sure. And and I, you know, Inle- the only reason getting, I thought you know, maybe it could be a, an idea would was if they didn't non-tender him a deal and like, you know, maybe like you know how the Dodgers are. They don't care about money. Like they'll they'll keep him and then still go get Judge anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're so. you're letting him go low, but if you're in on Judge, then who cares? Right. Um, I will say. You're just going to be making a lot of money for basically being a, at this point, a defensive outfielder. That's right. It. Well, we saw uh, Justin Turner had John Hamm, the actor, voice over his free agency video, like kind of telling teams this is what I just <laughs> want to throw out to Wilson Contreras. I could save you a lot of cash. I'll voice it over. <laughs> you know, and it might not, I'm not, certainly not John Hamm, but it won't cost you anything. Right. So, you know, maybe you pay him. Let me know. And I, I shouldn't have made I shouldn't have made the analogy to a Sunday with what I want the Cubs want for free agency. It should be more like this. Don't go get your sausage from someplace in Wisconsin. <laughs> Don't go get your meat from someplace in Wisconsin when you can get it from a Chicago company like Green Ridge Farm. There you go. Green Ridge Farm, a Chicago local meat and cheese company, offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, as we saw last weekend. We're going to see again this weekend. Happy hour, school lunches. These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours. 16 grams of protein per stick, a perfect post-workout snack. They come in chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. I tried the chicken one this last weekend, really liked it. And so I'm hoping they're piling up on those for this uh, tailgate coming up on Sunday. If you haven't tried them, you don't know what you're missing. Delicious because they are made from recipes generations in the making and being all natural. They deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now when you order three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks are going to be free. Simply using the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. They hooked us up for the tailgate. 
They delivered today. It's already in our fridge here. All the meat coming for Sunday. The tailgate, 46 bucks. Again, Michigan and Roosevelt will be there for Bears-Lions and another big Justin Fields game. That's what we're hoping for. But the meat sticks the were over. good. The uh, jalapeno uh, sausages were good. Yes, those were delicious. Yeah, meat sticks. I, I saw some of those coming in today. Yeah. So I'll be there. You guys will be there. Yeah. Should be fun. So looking looking it, forward to that. Make sure you get your tickets. Still plenty of opportunity. Allchgo.com. I was gonna. I was laughing because it looks like Cody's just sitting here drinking a beer when he's really he's really just drinking water. Yeah, just, just liquid death. Just liquid death. It's just yep. it's it's uh, made me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, by the way, the Cubs have uh, apparently been looking into this because they've got new LED light bulbs up above Wrigley Field. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs that can be done in person or virtually, lasting approximately two hours. With three to four weeks, within three to four weeks, customers can receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and a simple payback. Action items, call to action, here we go. Don't wait. Get started. Saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz or comed.com, that's Powering Biz, or get ready to sign up for a facility assessment. Call 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. So RWB team just commented and i was actually just going to mention it the the cubs have uh until four until free agency starts to to the deadline to reinstate players from the 60-day il and also not have more than 40 players on their 40-man roster right now the cubs are over the limit they Mm -hmm. have i think they're 43 who's on the il uh this is 43 there are three players over the limit uh as far as 60 man or 60-day il go um kyle hendricks obviously cody hoyer alec (coughs) mills ethan roberts uh, Brad Wick, Jason Hayward, who are, we already know is getting released, uh, Rafael Ortega. Um, but then you also have, uh, was it uh, Alexander Viscano? Has anything um, happened with him yet? I yeah, know we, he, there he, was we this, know they're going to reinstate Hendricks. Did, did and they Ethan reinstate Roberts him from and, the uh, restricted list? No, he's he's been well, on. Well, we I just remember there was a story out there. I don't know. There was a story. No, there was a story right? about it. Uh, during the season, how yes. he just didn't yeah, show I, well, up yes. to yes. spring training. Yeah, and that then was uh, when we talked to... The last time I've heard anything. From my understanding, they're just going to grant him his release, which... Well, that, that's, that's what we we don't know. So there's like right. a six or seven players, something like that, they have to Dude's been off. Much. Like, um, the, the guy has been off social media. Like, you go to his Instagram, and it's completely, like, gone, like his entire grid and everything. I have... I have no idea where, why, and, or anything with, with him. I, I assume well, that's, the okay, Cubs are going to move it's on. It's fine, but it's it's more of the has to do with the sixty day guys that they may want to keep. Kyle Hendricks is obviously one. Um, Cody Hoyer, Ethan Roberts, uh, those kind of guys. But then you have Alec Mills, who may not last. Rafael Ortega, who also may not last. Like there's decisions that have to be made, uh, and they have to be have to be made in the next couple hours. Um, so. 
But I'm just saying there's that. But there's also, like, the Cubs aren't done. Even when they're not done waiting, they have to make some moves to open up some room just for 40-man roster stake itself, but also, like, so they can't just they can't just go out and sign know, up for no. agent because yeah. they have to make those 40-man moves. But they to, those roster moves, I feel like, were the type of conversation we had to have all season last season. The conversation I want to have now is they sign Correa, they sign Turner, whoever it is, that's what I want 2023 yeah. to be about. I don't want it to be, to be about, be. like, oh, yeah, we had to decide what to do with Vizcaino, and so we... Vizcaino we weren't sure what to do with Rivas. Like, the, Vis- the Vizcaino situation is kind of like very annoying because he was part of the Rizzo trade. You, thank God Kevin Alcantara has ha- had a huge year in, in yeah. Myrtle Beach, but Vizcaino, he came back with high upside too and then didn't even play this year. Like, it, whatever. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Anyway, Ryan, you know how I am with this roster thing. So I'm going to ask you dumb questions here so I can uh-huh. make it so I can. I'm going to ask you these sure. dumb questions, like, and you're going to have to explain it to me like I'm five years old. All right? So the guys on the IL, they have to put them back on the 40-man if, like, for them to not be, like, I don't know, released or – Or, or to released, be seen five, on the Rule 5. All that, all yeah, that kind of okay. Eligible. So, obviously, Hoyer, Hendricks. And what was the third one? Uh, uh, Hendricks, Hoyer, and uh, Ethan Roberts. And Ethan Roberts. Yeah. So Brad, probably, those Brad, Mick, Mick, those, those guys are definitely going to be on the 40-man. So then to make – so what the Cubs have to do now to put those three on there at least, they have to remove guys that are on the 40-man, and they're already over the limit. How many over the limit are they? Sorry. Well, so we know at I, least I those four – We know. Oh, so I think, they are I think the, we know those four guys. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Was that a text how, about uh, how many Correa signing with the Cubs no, or something? How many over the limit? There are three over the limit. Okay. Um, which, which includes Jason but, Hayward being okay. released. And so they're going to release Hayward, and then they're going to have to remove at least three more. Three more, right? So they but that, f- that could come from, say they want to keep all those 60-day out guys. Well, then they'll have to cut people who are already on the 40-man. Okay. You'll finish the season healthy. Because when you're on 60-day, you're not technically on the 40-man. Like, you're off the 40-man. That's what opens up space on there. So to get those back, you obviously have to open up a 40-man spot. Whether that's just com- like say again a guy like Rafael Ortega, they may just end up releasing him, or they may want to open up a spot and say release, I don't know, like a Michael Hermosillo and mm-hmm. put him on. Just just different different. I don't even think Hermosillo's on the forty man. I thought he's, they released him. No, he's still on the forty man. Oh, he he is, but I feel like Hermosillo. He may not be actually. No, you're you're right. Yeah, you're right. He's he's not up. That that did happen. Okay, let's say Ortega, whoever he was DFA. I think I've been DFA at the end yeah. of the season. I feel that's like if you're worried about. Rule five draft, those guys could be made available, and you don't have to feel too nervous about like teams aren't going to pick up all those guys that are available for rule five draft. Like, yeah, some of them are still going to find their way back to your organization. Yeah, so you're, you're I'm right. not not Hermosillo did again. Was I understand that is part of it. We're going to ha- have stuff Either to way, talk those, about, but those first three, Hendricks, Hoyer, and Roberts, they're definitely going to put those guys on the 40 man. Have to, they have to. The other guys, I mean. The Brad Wick story would have been great. And maybe once they, I guess, cut him, they can, I guess, give him a minor league contract. Is that how they could do it to bring him back? Or they, yeah, so yeah. a guy like Ethan Roberts, who we know is not going to uh, play next year. Or, well, he, hey, I guess he may. Uh, no, he, he probably will miss all of next year. Even though he got hurt in, the, like in May or he June? He Tommy John surgery. Dude, I know, it's like a year. So, like, well, he we're won't, talking he like certainly wouldn't be ready yeah, at the beginning Cody of the season. Hoyer, who got Tommy John in March isn't going to be ready till July. Okay, fine. 
Continue. So, so Ethan Roberts, who won't play all year. next year, for pretty much. There's no there's no need to rush him back. Um, they could, you know, do the whole thing where they don't put him back on the 40 minute. I think it would be technically called like releasing. Um, but then they could work out a minor league contract to keep him in the system where he's still here, he's doing his rehab, all stuff, but he's not in the 40 man anymore. Okay. That that's how But he, I, I he's know. a guy if he were a, eligible for a rule five draft, some team would be like, yes. Yeah. That's that's, that's more, kind of, more than Ortega. That's what yeah. they did with Hermosillo last year. Uh, he was released or he, I think he might have been DFA'd. Um, but then he just signed the minor league contract with the Cubs and then came back. That's right. what that's what happened with him. So that's a, a, a an avenue for them to keep opening up spots uh, or to keep open spots for some of those guys without having to let go of all these guys they want to keep around. Um, but, again, we have a couple hours till that has to happen. Garrett uh, says 14 months is the timeline he's heard oh. for Tommy yeah. John. So, and I mean, it, like you said, more, more than a year. There's got to be guys that are healthy that are on the 40-man that they can cut too. Like, just – Yeah, well, they're, they're – I don't they're have it up. You have it up. But, like, they're, they're, I don't think this should be a gigantic problem for them. No, it, it shouldn't be, especially if we're talking about two hours from now. Like they, have, they have probably already kicked the tires on that. Yeah. And what they probably already do. know, right? And and there's then, no way they're waiting until today to figure that yeah. out. They, yeah, they have that decision. Right. Those, probably in their exit meetings, they decided. Like what they're going to do. They just have been what that plan was. waiting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, whatever happens uh, with that, I'm, those are the three, you, you know, that are going to be. I'm I'm willing to make a 40 man roster spot for Turner or Correa or Bogarts, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not spending too much time worrying about it. Well, that's could, for sure. Isn't Quarez or whatever his name is? Is he on the 40? Quiros, Quiros or whatever. Yeah, big who you got win. That was the right. biggest win of the year. I got triple points yeah. for that one. Right, like they can just cut him. Like be he's been a that. lifetime minor leaguer, man. Like Esteban Quiros. There's plenty of guys that were on the 40 man. I'm assuming at the end of the year that are like, okay, they, this guy, this guy, this guy's not going to be here. So like, yeah, they, this shouldn't. They'll be fine. Another thing, Tom asked, have they already added the rule five guys they want? They have not. I believe the deadline is like in the next week. It is. Uh, yeah, like the 15 to the 18 or something like that. Um, I can. It's a long list, but again, it, I. There's a long I, list of guys they could. Right, you guys are eligible. I know and we're saying I, the, I play with that. we're saying the ones that that should be Brennan Davis, um, was uh, oh, uh, Ben Brown, and Alcantara. I think is one that hasn't been. Mm. If I'm not mistaken. Um, so rule five protection yeah. is November fifteenth. I can look up, but those are three that like so five days. By, you can by five p.m. Eastern on the fifteenth. Yeah, on the fifteenth. But those are those are guys you can like. Those are three you're like, they are, they're probably somewhat, at least a couple of them close to Major League ready. They're probably going to get taken if they leave them unprotected. So you got to have them on there. But there are other guys like, I remember uh, a friend of the program, Brian Smith, uh, had a little thread out there about Luis Devers. I wrote an article about him and and his Rule 5 draft eligibility. And he's another one. He's like, yeah, he didn't really, he, he hasn't pitched above A ball, but he's also. You know, he was the minor league pitcher of the year in the Cubs system, a team that is not going to do anything next year. There is a possibility they would go out and and just keep him on because you have to keep him on the active roster the whole season as long as they're healthy. Um, and they may could just be go just out. using a spot. Yeah, they could just use a spot, see what he does. Maybe just throw him in the bullpen a few times, and then well, you know, then you got a, a what should be a good minor league pitcher. Yeah, but, and a, 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 maybe a contending team's not going to do it, but somebody like the Pirates will do yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, just you know, some team, team that's not competing is like, yeah, we'll stash him for a year and 
and using the, the actual Rule 5 draft is December 7th, but the deadline to then protect your guys and have that yeah. list set is, is coming up on the 15th. Yeah, 15th. So one other thing that has come out here in the last couple hours is that Major League Baseball has announced that they will have automated ball strike technology in all 30 of the AAA ballparks next season, and they will use it multiple times a week at those ballparks. So you're going to get a real good dose of automatic robotic balls and strikes at the AAA level. So just like they saw what it kind of looked like time clock worked with and then morphed it into Major League Baseball now coming up, the, the sample size will be set now at the minor league level to see what it looks like. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but I'm, I'm for it. Like, I know everybody that's – I understand the, the crusty old people that are out there, you know, not me, obviously, uh, that are hardcore and want the human element and everything. I just want, I just want it to be more right. I, I don't need it to be and – and I would assume that a robot calling it makes it faster. There, there's less chirping with an umpire. There, there's still going to be some appeals that can be done, but – I'm a, listen, I don't know any umpires, so I'm not worried about them. I'm okay with robots there. I don't need robot players, yeah. but I don't mind robot umpires. And I, I do like the idea of kind of phasing it in a little bit, like not yes. just throwing it right in there, yeah. but they're still going to have, um, you know, the, the ABS. Even in games that are called by real umpires, you have the ABS, like ball yep. strike challenge system. I like that um, because I do, again, I've, and you guys have been, on a different wavelength than I've been. But when I think about it, I'm like, I like the, I like the human element of umpires getting it wrong. Like I, I don't like them getting it wrong, but I like the, there's the ability that people make mistakes is that's everyone makes mistakes. We're all human beings. Grandpa Ryan. And as much as we'd like people to not, Grandpa as, as much as we'd like umpires here. to be perfect, we know they're not going to be. And I, I don't know. I li- I've always liked that idea, but I also like the idea of, okay, every, Every league has challenges to fix referee mistakes. Why don't the cut? Why don't or, so the Cubs? Just, why doesn't MLB have that? So have the umpires back there, but then give. However, I don't remember the amount of like challenges per se, but give a hybrid yeah, of what give, people give teams about. the ability right. to challenge it. You have I'm, the technology okay for that. it, but you know we don't, we don't need an automatic system calling every single ball, every single strike, the whole game. Because then I don't know that, that that takes out some of the human element that I always enjoyed. Ah, uh, yes, I always love. Yelling at umpires, and there's no well, better way to d- do it. Just don't let it get it get to you that much. I don't like yelling at umpires because I hate being pissed off. The thing <laughs> is, it happens. To ha- right. It mostly happens both ways. Like, why? Me, why should well, it listen? Have if to you can have Angel Hernandez calling balls and strikes for a Cubs That's game next bad. year, or a robot, I'm taking a robot. Give me a robot. A if you can have Lawrence calling balls and strikes versus yeah. Angel Hernandez I got, in the game this year, <laughs> oh, yeah. Lawrence. They got a whole year to get it all figured out in the minor leagues and and to you know fine tune what works and what doesn't. I look forward to them getting robot umpires, whatever. I, I got seven out of seven to. when they, the New York Times put out that thing where it was, you know, you could call the ball ball or strike. It was like a month ago. I don't know if Jen would see that on the old Twitter machine. And you basically, it threw the pitch and you had to call it without seeing anything. And I was seven of seven, unlike all the umpires who got it wrong. So F Angel Hernandez. I don't know. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm in the minority, but. You definitely just, are. Yeah. You are 
somehow you and Luke have Freaky Friday, and yep, all of a sudden I'm in my twenties again, yeah. and I'm all for the robots. Hang on. <laughs> robots and the apps, all about the apps. I, I just want, I had to help I Ryan want with everyone the, to get, some, I want them yeah, to get it right, stuff today. Man. I'm so tired of an umpire affecting a game. So tired. Umpire's gonna affect the game regardless. Like I don't care. Why don't we have? Then why don't we have robots calling fouls in basketball? Why don't we have? Robots running the sidelines. Well, after watching football. the Bulls game last night, we definitely <laughs> sh- we <laughs> should have robots call, calling fouls. Personal foul, personal foul. That was nah. that was absolutely awful last night. Yeah, watching it was, the Bulls it was brutal, game. but yeah, Rob, you know, you know what? I got to do the NFL could sure use a few too. On absolutely some plays. that pass interference, and yeah, they have challenges in both those leagues and stuff, and they still can't freaking get things right. It's like. I don't. I, I'm not saying we need to have an actual robot out there, but they gotta they gotta do something. Steve Reich. Steve Reich. Can it be uh, the one from uh, Lost in Space? Danger. Bitty Danger, Will Danger. Robinson. I've said if R2-D2 is behind the plate, I'll be fine with that. Yeah, I'll, that would I'll, be cool. I'll, I'll like the That would be pretty cool. Or C-3PO with just long explanations. If they do that, there. sure. Uh, I saw somebody in the chat, I'm sorry I didn't catch you, it was, was asking just about if one of the big fish signs, are you going to have an emergency podcast the answer is yes 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 as long as i'm not in traffic yes <laughs> luke's gonna be joining whoever's, remote whoever's the, not stuck I-90. in traffic <laughs> if there is one going on yes yeah, some somebody will be jumping on for emergency podcasts yeah i mean honestly yeah it was darius thank you darius for uh th- actually i he's the reason i then uh, alerted you guys in slack i was like uh we got to figure this out so yeah and and the way we did this we did this a week ago for bears uh when roquan yeah, they Suddenly interrupted our Cubs. They took all our Cubs viewers that well, day. Well, you know, so we had to do that. I'm sorry about that. All of a sudden, they were flooded. I was like, where's everybody going? And then Braggs tried to tell everyone David Montgomery got <laughs> That was traded. the next day, actually. That was the yeah, oh, that was that was okay. day. But, <laughs> no, but yeah, so we will. Uh, and it's it could be a free-flowing thing. Like, if you're only available for 20 minutes, Ryan, you jump in, and then maybe Cody jumps right, in. Right, right, Corey could jump in, Brendan, whatever. Yeah, right, well, my Jared, son's got to do a segment. He will. If he yeah, needs cup, to do it. Yeah. Cub? Yeah, just like we there were ready go. at the trade deadline that ended up not happening. We're going to be ready. <laughs> we're going to be ready for this. We yeah. will be ready to scramble the Jets with Maverick. Three yeah, weeks exactly. from now we'll be well, like, well be, now that Turner's with the Phillies and uh, Correa's with the Dodgers. I'll and be Bogart's ready to do a lot of yelling. Sox. If things do not go the way that I want them to go, <laughs> I am well, going well, to be well, yelling a lot. In this case, you would be happy because they would have signed a big yes. fish. Yes, so, Yes. You could yeah, be on a scooter, be a, be a on lot Ogden, of yelling, perhaps. But also, I mean, even again, if things do not go without go our way, then on the regular show, I'll be doing a lot of yelling. Either way, you're getting some yelling. If you like my yelling, then buckle who, up, baby. Who, who wants like to know when do you think a big fish will go? And I, that's that's the most interesting thing right now is like how fast will one of the first big names we should, go? We should bet on that. Like, MLB should look, be look rooting for it all I to start we, yeah. immediately. Like that's how that's why people love NBA offseason. That's why uh-huh. people love NFL offseason is because the free agents sign like as soon as it opens, right. it's like bang, 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 bang. Like, you, and obviously before the lockout, we had all the you, you, we had those drawn out offseasons. It took forever for guys to sign. Last offseason before the lockout, we did have some activity early on. You know, well I know but now you got we so got big, a normal offseason. Who do you want to call we'll Big see. Fish? Correa, Bogarts, Turner, I think, Swanson. Those are all big fishes. And yeah. Judge. I think you want to make those our five big fish? Rodon. Sure. Rodon, six. DeGrom, seven. DeGrom, seven. Yeah, Verlander, Rodon, eight. Verlander. 
I mean, do we think Clayton Kershaw is going to be on the market? I don't think he's ever going to leave I LA. Mean, I, you know, I don't think so. Is he going to be on the market? I mean, when you know a big fish when you see Rizzo. Abreu, Abreu is not a big fish. Rizzo. He's, he, Rizzo is not a big fish. It's it's the big shortstops. It's the ace pitchers. Those are the guys. It's so the guys that hit sixty-two home runs. How, in one season. how fast do you think the first fish will bite? I think Swanson goes first. So first, you think it'll be Swanson? I, I I I could see Swanson being first, but if he goes first, he's staying in Atlanta. He's not going anywhere else. But that still would count. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it, that it, would, it still would count, count. But he's not he's not leaving. But the question is, how, who and and how fast? Like what'll be? Do you think one happens today? I don't see any big of those big fish. I, 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 bet. I would love for it today. to happen, but I, I it's don't. It's just it not usually like the not NBA one of the big free fish. agency or NFL free agency. Mm-hmm. Like the clock doesn't strike, and all of a sudden you have a a slew of players going somewhere. Baseball's generally different. Like sometimes it'll go past the winter meetings. We've had we've had baseball winter meetings before where it wraps up and you're like, well that was boring. Nobody yeah. went anywhere. Yeah. Cody, we'll give you over under three and a half days for one of those big fish. Over or under? No, I'll give you over under six and a half days. Under six and a half. Under six and a half. Something happens in the days. next week. You think something you, happens in the next You think DraftKings has the has those odds? They should. <laughs> they don't. Well, like, they yeah, but then you're going to have to you're going to have to declare one of those players, right? Like you can't just say big fish. Cuz it'd be a little too I it would be cool to be able to bet on where I think Swanson or Correa uh-huh. or whoever going to go and I would just uh, homerishly just bet the Cubs on all of them because I bet the odds would be very good. Now, the Cubs did go <laughs> the very – The Cubs good. did strike early with Stroman last year. Yeah, right before, before the lockout. The lockout. Like, like it was beater. Before yeah. the lockout. So, is that the way Jed likes to do business? Strike first? I hope so. I guess we'll you see. Know, Cobra Kai strikes first. Yeah. <laughs> no fear. Now, no realist- fear. realistically, Cobra Kai. Jed's I would- Cobra Kai. No okay. mercy, sir. All right. Realistically, I wouldn't be surprised if Abreu was signed, like, within the next three days. Like, before we do our next podcast. Well, I guess we would do. Would we do an emergency podcast for Abreu? Yeah. Yeah. He, because he's the White Sox guy. Yeah. Okay. If, if it's Kiermaier, I don't know that we Imagine. You know, if Kiermaier's their first signing, I don't know that we need Imagine to do an emergency <laughs> pod for that. We might even invite Sean on for that one. <laughs> Like I'm, yeah, I'm, well, that that you could. You I'm could not just even do, like. I'm not oh, even like laughing to troll. The Sox guys don't need to do that. You could have her. Like, if, if somebody hat. stuck somewhere, you could have Herb or Sean jump in on it. Yeah, Abreu. definitely. Yeah, Vinny. Anyway, well, Vinny's gonna be on uh, his honeymoon. He'll be out. Oh yeah, He'll that's right. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess I should read this DraftKings ad now. Please. Okay. NBA fans, the wait is over. Uh, basketball is back. Yes, I I lost a bet last night. Thanks to the Bulls. But it's back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where to go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And yesterday I said if you they had a, they had a promo. If you opt in you get and you place a bet on an NBA game, you get 
a free bet back if that bet lost. I took the Bulls money line last night. I got a free $25 bet to use now on whatever, which is Very sick. Good. I just um, hope I win it. By the way, uh, real quick, I know you're going to talk Shady Rays here. Ken is saying Jed didn't strike early. For it, to me, that's semantics. Like, he, he struck before we had to wait for that, what we thought was going to be the bulk of the players going after the lockout, which really was the case. That was kind of slow right after lockout, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. Uh, Shady Rays. They never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your shades on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked you drop them in a lake you drop them off a cliff anything and they'll replace them <laughs> even with that strong of a protection program they still manage to make quality that i can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that i have ever worn shady rays customers seem to agree with over two hundred thousand five-star reviews Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. If you use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs, at ShadyRays.com. It's buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Again, code CHGO. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. I, I gotta, we, we thought we might do some report cards again today, but I have an, a question I'd like to ask for this final segment, last couple minutes here. So if the Cubs are making this pitch to lots of people, Lots of people were here. They're talking to Boris about Correa, Bogarts, all those guys. Remember when D. Rose said he wouldn't he wouldn't recruit players to yeah. the Bulls? Yeah. And that Joe Keane became the guy, and that's yada, yada, yada. Who would be the Cubs player now that would actually be able to help the Cubs recruit players to Wrigley Field? Because I could... In the past, I could only guess that that guy probably would have been Jason Hayward mm-hmm. just because he's respected around baseball. Is that guy now, like, does Ian Happ, because he's an all-star, carry enough clout to be like, hey, Aaron Judge, come play with me? Or, or is it I, – I don't know who the Maybe. person does. Is it David Ross? It could be. It might be Stroman. He may be up there. Stroman, yeah. Um, Stroman did a lot of recruiting for Correa yeah, last year work, on social but, media. Yeah. But yeah, Hed- he was Kyle there. Hendricks doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to go out and be like, hey, come hang with me on Rush Street. Right? Like, he might. I could see him, like, if he has a relationship with other pitchers, but not like a Correa, like, not yeah, one of the big know. blue. There's um, no one on the team that I feel like would be able to recruit one of the big blue chippers except for Stroman, just based off his popularity around the league with the fans. And also, he's clearly has relationships with everyone around the league. I just, and like Nico is the popular guy in the fan base and, and had a great season. I just don't think Nico's been. He doesn't have the pull yet. He doesn't have the pull in, around Major League Baseball or the credentials to be like, "Hey, come play with us." I mean, you guys are missing the the main guy though. 
Morel. He's everyone's. Oh, he's always dapping up everyone. Behind, yeah, come on. Well, he's yeah. Morel's going to go out and hug whoever yeah, they're trying to. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as they, they hop it, in the clubhouse, there's a bro hug. Coming. His is the uh-huh. same as like Nico. He didn't have enough pull, but I mean, he'd be the first one to, or, to hug you the moment you arrive. Or Wilson could have been that guy in the past, right? But like, I just mm-hmm. that guy doesn't seem like he's currently on the roster. Yet another reason why. You need to sign a Correa or a Turner or a Bogart also, so that the next guy you're trying to sign, you can say, I'm here. Come play yeah. on our team. Also, I just don't feel like there's a lot of recruiting and when it comes to, like, Major League Baseball. Like, it's not like the NBA where guys – Banana boat. That's fair. Where that's like, fair. Like, you know, LeBron banana just – Banana boat. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, they don't – like, guys are friends and stuff, but, like, it just isn't like the NBA or even the NFL in terms of, like, player relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And let, like the only well, team Darvish I can think gave us a glowing review of his former team. That's fair, and I know that like Bryce Harper, like he did some of his own recruiting, but he's also Bryce freaking Harper. You know what I mean? Like you really have to be one of the top players in the That's league. That's what I'm saying, though. They don't have that guy. Yeah. So like, if you want to start getting the next best level guys, you have to have your Bryce Harper or the Rockies. Maybe Chris Bryant does it for them now if he's healthy. Like you don't you don't have a superstar player that can pull in other players yet. What you have to advertise is Wrigley Field, this great fan base, and we have a good farm system, and we're hoping we're going to build our team. Just send them the drone video. There you that go. drone send video. Send the drone video. We, we can do this for you. I will sign immediately. If you just and when it's like Saya running video. out on the field, be like, this could be Wrigley you. Field has to like attract people for that alone, but yeah, yeah I think the, to me, the, at the end of the day, it's all about the money. So – Michael Collada, you're right. Ricketts. You're right. He's like, the Ricketts yeah, he's is the, the guy. guy. He's guy. Like, I'm the owner, yep. and I'm going to write the big old check. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Dump trucks right. full of cash. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Wheelbarrows. When it comes to paying okay. whoever, man, he is the one. Yeah. There we go. I just got this vision of the Cubs signing someone like Correa and Mike Dubbs running down his street with the flag mm-hmm. in his hand. Doesn't he always post yeah, that? Yeah, he yeah, always yeah. posts that after a W. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh it's going to be a fun off season. I'm hoping. I hope so. Be. I'm hoping we're be. doing an emergency podcast over the weekend for whether it's Abreu or whoever. But I'm hoping we are, like, genuinely. You know what would be crazy is if we're all at the tailgate oh, on no. Sunday and our phones it. start beeping and we're Don't like, you know, Cody's 17 white claws in and we're like, well, what are we going to do well, now? We're, it looks like we're kicking the bear show over to Studio B if that happens. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, bro. That ain't happening. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be, a, be that awesome. would be a scenario that I don't need uh, to have happen. Yeah, no, we don't I, need that. like nine o'clock in the morning on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> Definitely do not need that. No. The donuts aren't Kicking are still in there yeah. and plentiful. Yeah, yeah. you might you have can live without that. Twitter Spaces for that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, all right. Hopefully, uh, you know, Corey and Brennan are going to do their show tomorrow. You know, maybe there's some like yeah. if, if it's not a big signing, but hopefully there's something for them to talk about in terms but, of free agent signing. And mm-hmm. when they're talking, we just bust in. <laughs> in, in all, it's popping up on their screen. Yeah. That'd be fun. What, are they, what was that pop-up video? What was that VH1? Oh, that's a great pull there from the 90s. It, I like that. If it is a, if it is a big one, though, I, like, I wouldn't mind doing, like, a five-person panel and, like, you know, like, not if, even if it's not a big one, but just one. Yeah, like, it could be, like, a Brady Bunch thing. Cody, we, yeah, we, it was fun. We did yeah. that with, the, again, the trade deadline special. We had five. We were going five wide. It was yeah. good. It's good times. So, I guess we'll see. Yeah, again, I'm I'm excited just to see what happens. I know baseball free agency can be slow moving. Uh, could sometimes go to snail's pace, but 
there's a lot of good free agents on the market that we really don't know where they're going to go, and that's I don't know. That always excites me. T minus Best case scenario, this podcast minutes. is very dated in like two hours. Ninety three minutes. Yeah. Until that's go. what we would like. Yeah. There but it is. But until then, this is the story. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings. Use that promo code CHGO when you download the app and sign up. Uh, make sure you join us at the tailgate, allchgo.com. Tickets are 46 bucks Sunday against the Lions. Michigan and Roosevelt, uh, it's a good time. Green Ridge Farm has got our fridge stocked with meats, sausages, meat sticks, ready to go. The beer's coming in tomorrow. Looking forward to all of it, and we look forward to seeing you there. Until then, or until our emergency podcast for Correa, fly the W.